station, your radio station, our radio station, 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. Sunday Live on 91.3 FM stereo. Sunday Live. Well, 23 after 7 in the AM. My name is Mohammed Sheikh. Welcome back to Sunday Live. Well, food waste is a global phenomenon that can be channeled into constructive use to end world hunger. And uh, joining us uh, online is Mr. Ryan Fortune, who is the Executive Director of uh, uh, Rainbow Warriors International. Ryan, good morning. Morning, Mohammed. Thanks for having me on your show. It's an absolute pleasure. Let us quantify and define food waste for the general population. Yes, well, food waste is food that gets wasted all along the value chain of uh, of food and how it's produced. So, <clears throat> between the farm uh, and the and the the warehouse or the, the production facility where the food is cleaned, food is wasted along that section of the value chain. And then um, at the supermarket, um, lots of food uh, gets gets wasted as well. I'm sure people, everyone knows about the sell-by date uh, story. And so food that often exceeds the sell-by date that is often perfectly edible is often thrown away and ends up in the landfill. Mm-hmm. And um, then there's lots of food wastage as well in restaurants and, and, and food establishments where food is prepared in, in huge amounts for, for people to eat. And um, also on the household level, mm-hmm. um, once you buy your food and um, often people um, don't, don't when, when they're cooking, uh, planning their meals, they don't prepare properly in, enough and, and often food gets thrown out of the, out of the refrigerator. And also in the preparation of that food for, for meals or, or post post meal mm-hmm. um, you know so all along that value chain food gets wasted and um, at, <clears throat> there's an estimate that um, about a third of food that all food that's produced in the world actually uh, doesn't make it into anyone's belly but ends up in the landfill um, where it creates the greenhouse gases and, 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 and all those sort of negative impacts well would you say that because of the short life of uh, perishables i mean that would be your your gross factor of the amount of food that ends up in our bins or it doesn't really matter well it, it doesn't really it doesn't really matter it's not necessarily the, um, i think <clears throat> so the, uh, we have to look at it from a couple of different uh, aspects so one of the the, the the fact is that all the resources that get that go into making food uh, that that is wasted is also wasted. So, for example, all the water that 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 got gotten used in the making of that food, all the human energy, all the the cost of transporting that food to the cities or to the supermarkets, wherever they are, all of that energy is just then wasted. So it's, it's a completely inefficient uh, system then. And then also on the household level. Um, the fact is that people no longer grow their own food, so the, the food waste is, is seen as, a, as, as having no value and as a, a waste. Mm-hmm. And so people no longer, because they don't grow their own food, there's no need for things like compost or you know, anything else that that, that, that that wasted food can be turned into. So not enough people, I think in South Africa, I think generally when it comes to recycling of of waste or anything like that pollutes, only about 7% of people actually 
recycle their waste, which is um, a tragic amount. And mm-hmm. I think that is also part of the problem for the, the issue of plastic waste and all other kinds of waste. Sure. Yeah. Well, um, joining us online also is the project coordinator at WWF South Africa, uh, Innocentia Modau. I hope that I go back at that. Good morning, Innocentia. Good morning. Thank you for being part of Sunday Live. Thank you so much for inviting me. Sure. Um, you know, w- with regards to the local context from, you know, the South African perspective, w- would you say that uh, uh, given that 60% of our population truly lives below the, popul- the poverty line, rather, um, the, the impact of food wastage, I mean, globally is one third, as we just heard from Ryan. Uh, how, how does this correlate with, you know, the WWF involvement in South Africa? What steps are we taking, you know, to try and channel this into positivity? Um, South Africa, uh, the WWF South Africa works with uh, organizations such as the uh, Food, for, forward South Af- Food, forward, Food Forward South Africa mm-hmm. to redistribute all the food that can be saved, you know, food that 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 can be saved so that it's redistributed to people that are in, that are in need. Mm-hmm. There's quite a, a lot of initiatives that uh, WWF is supporting to to reach to reduce food waste in in South Africa. So uh, South Africa, I mean, WWF also works with the national government, which is currently developing a food waste guideline to help consumers um, reduce their food waste. We are also working with um, retailers. Uh, with the Consumer Goods Council, we're in the process of developing a food waste voluntary agreement to help uh, retailers, food manufacturers, so that they can set targets mm-hmm. and, you know, measure the, the the food waste that they generate in their businesses. And when they know how much food waste they generate, then they'll be able to come up with um, solutions mm-hmm. to reduce that food waste. Okay, so there are measures put in place in terms of monitoring and having an estimate with regards to the amount of uh, or close to an exact figure as to how much of food is actually wasted or uh, discarded away. Uh, Ryan, back to you. In terms of uh, what would you identify some of the causes for excessive food waste, perhaps locally and globally? Well, I think, first of all, I think we it, it, it's become... Um, it's part, it's part of the social fabric right now. We live in a society that is the, uh, all about instant gratification. Mm-hmm. It's become, we've become a very wasteful society, I think, on, on a global level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we buy things and throw them away. We don't, we don't see the value in, in things as, as we used to before. I mean, I, I remember growing up in, in the Western Cape in the, in the 1970s and 80s, and, you know, nothing, nothing was, well, very little was wasted uh, compared to today. So, you know, people... People used to make compost to grow their own food. People used to, you know, pick things and, and instead of throwing them away. And, and so I think that's part of the sort of a global um, consciousness. <clears throat> in, in the Western Cape in particular, mm-hmm. what, this, what it has led to is, is, is the, the development of all these landfills that, that, that have sprung up uh, everywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, to the extent that now, because, because of all this, excess waste, we are now running out of landfill space in the Western Cape. Um, millions and, and millions of, of tons of, of, of waste get, get dumped into the, 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 these landfills and they're all reaching the end of their lifespan. <clears throat> the provincial government will tell you that by 2027, they've made it, uh, they've, they've, they've set a target for no more organic waste in any of our landfills. Sure. And uh, a 50% target by 2022. 
2022 or 2024, I think. Mm-hmm. So that's just two or three years when we um, have to reduce all the organic waste, mm-hmm. and that includes garden waste as well. And we have to cut back about 50% of it going to landfill. Okay. Quite um, a, a serious target that, they, that they're aiming for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and so the, the provincial government and the government officials are making, are becoming, um, are trying to turn the ship around. But I think on a household level and on a, on a business level, people mm-hmm. really have to become more conscious. Um, you can do, if you Google something like waste audits, you, know, mm-hmm. you can do a waste audit for your household, you can do a waste audit for your, your business and see where you, uh, you can actually be making savings um, by, instead of wasting. So for example, in the restaurant business, um, mm-hmm. there are ways to um, create other kinds of food from things that you would normally throw away, you know? Right. Um, and then you can actually make money from it instead of throwing it in, in, in the bin. And so so there, there are various ways of doing that. But I think the, the, the main thing to, to do is become far more conscious again, of the impact that we are each individually and collectively having on the environment. Absolutely. In my in my understanding, landfall would be a legally defined place in which to, um, so to say, dump the food wastage components and, you know, develop it over years and years into compost and, you know, further disintegrate into the ground and things like that. So uh, for me, the issue is that this is a a solution to getting rid of food wastage, but preemptively, it's not a solution to preventing it. I mean, you know, preventing it, like you mentioned, one of the th- one of the ideas would be to um, try and encourage households to have a waste audit. Would you say there are any other solutions to, you know, preventing food food wastage? Um, yeah. So I mean, I, I, I hear what you're saying. So on 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 the Along the value chain, there's, as I said before, there's, there, there are various ways where you can put in interventions and, and prevent food waste. So, so the, the example that, uh, that was mentioned earlier about the Food Forward uh, campaign, which, mm-hmm. which aims to feed people instead of, uh, instead of ending up in landfill, is a positive step. And there, there, there are spaces, there, there, there are initiatives like that that are springing up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a, uh, a new... Uh, an organization called Why Waste, which um, collects specifically organic waste from restaurants mm-hmm. um, and, and, and uses that to turn it into something else. I mean, in, in the Western case, there are some people, and I, as we know about our issues with, uh, with ESCOM, mm-hmm. and in a place like India, India is using, uh, a, a, is, build, is building a lot of, or has built a lot of biogas digesters. So, Food waste can be used as feedstock for biogas to produce energy. Mm. You know, and and in South Africa we have this issue of, of ESCOM and, and its problems, but we we we're very far behind when it comes to using organic waste to create energy. You know, mm-hmm. so there there are all these methods of reusing what what we generally discard and throw into into the landfill that can be applied and, and people just need to need to start doing them, you know, right. Um, right. on various different levels. Absolutely. Well, in a sense, yeah, I mean, bringing you into, into the equation, um, you seem to have a rounded understanding of uh, what local, you know, legislature, local uh, local government would be doing in order to curb this in terms of campaigns and things like that. Uh, in terms of WWF, right, um, 
are there methods and strategies that are used globally in curbing food wastage being implemented in South Africa? Yes, there are. For example, South Africa is, is, is also in the process of developing the food waste uh, voluntary agreement, mm-hmm. which has been developed in other countries. And like as, as as the colleague on the line uh, in studio says, mm-hmm. I think there's also actions that we can take as individuals to reduce the amount of food waste that we generate. Mm-hmm. You know, people it, it also, you, planning your meals, understanding your household needs instead of just buying and and stocking up. So I feel like there's things that we as as personally that we need to do in order to reduce the amount of food waste that we generate. And I also want to add to the fact that we we are a nation that wants to hand, to sort of solve the problem instead of preventing it. It's important that we also start to looking at ways of preventing the food food waste so that we don't have to be worrying about where we're going to dispose it of. So if we look at our own personal behavior, then we'll be able to reduce the amount of food waste that will end up in in. in, in in, in, in landfill sites. Sure. Um, in a sense, yeah, speaking about landfill sites, many people have this ideology. I'm not sure from which generation or where it stems from, but uh, we have this notion that we can make our own landfill sites in our backyard. So any rotten veggies, anything that's not really, that's kind of biodegradable, we end up just you know throwing it on our soil in the hope that it's going to be fertilized. Um, is that also a sustainable way to go forward? I think it is. You know, there's, uh, for example, where at, at consumer level, there's food waste that cannot be avoided. So those are things like your pills, um, bones and stuff. So there are things that you cannot avoid. So those are the things that you can try to, 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 to compost. And then, but there are ways that you can avoid. There are things that you, that there's, there's things that you can avoid. For example, edible foods, you don't need to be throwing that away that mm-hmm. can be used if you've got leftovers and you can even donate to you know whenever you are driving around in South Africa there's people on the streets begging for for something so if you see that something is about to go off mm-hmm. you can maybe try to donate maybe share with family so there's things there's ways that you cannot avoid mm-hmm. that you can compost but there's ways that you don't want to be composting food that is edible that could have been of value to somebody else. Mm, I hear you. I hear you indeed. Well, I think, um, uh, Ryan, just, just back to you. So, you know, picking up on in Essentia there, um, one of the concepts, the global concepts that comes to mind is the redistribution of food resources as an alternative to food wastage. Um, uh, how would you say, you know, have countries or South Africa in particular um, quantified or brought into action the concept of redistribution? Concept of redistribution, Mohammed, mm-hmm. uh, I think poorly on all levels. Distribution of, of anything. I mean, um, let's just say that um, when it comes to food waste in particular, mm-hmm. um, or food, food, food in particular, South Africa is still uh, a, a contradiction between a world country. Mm-hmm. All of that. Right. 
Ryan, I think we're just losing losing you there. Perhaps we'll give you a call yep. back. Um, the line is not so clear on our end, so we're not hearing much of what you're saying. Um, so you, uh, okay, I think that's a little bit better. Ryan is still with us. Okay, it seems, seems like we've lost a dapper to your line, but we're going to give Ryan a call back. If you'd like to send your comments, your questions for Ryan or my other guest in Essentia, Madao, 072-238-0712 is our WhatsApp line, 47913 via SMS. It's how you can reach us this morning. And uh, in the interim, we are going to head away to the marketplace and we'll be back on the um, other end of this. Keep it locked. From Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. Sunday Live on 91.3 FM Stereo. Sunday Live. 41 after 7 in the AM. My name is Mohammed Sheikh. Welcome back. Still talking on food wastage and, uh, um, you know, the global impact it has, the local impact it has on the environment, in our communities, and uh, the ticking level of the poverty line continuously escalating on a daily basis. Well, guests with me this morning include Ryan uh, Fortune, and uh, he is the um, executive director of Rainbow Warriors International. And complimented with him this morning is Innocentia Modao, the project, a project coordinator at WWF South Africa. Well, uh, Ryan, so yes, uh, before we uh, lost track of you early on prior to the break, um, we were talking about redistribution of uh, uh, food resources in the South African context. Yes, I was saying that um, South Africa remains one of the most unequal unequal societies in the world. I mean, it's not the most unequal um, because um, our our sort of the social and economic hasn't really changed all that much. I mean, there's a small minority of people in this country, and you know the the demographics might have changed slightly, but um, we, we we kind of have an idea of what they are. That there's a small minority of people who live as if they live in uh, you know Monaco or in any of the European capitals or, or North America, and you have a vast majority of people who live as if on the same level as people live in Bangladesh, which is generally below the poverty line. In a, um, in a country like South Africa, that that is generally uh, the, the, the case, and, and and what you see is that people, kids, children, um, are still going to bed hungry at night. Millions, millions of, of kids in this country uh, going to bed hungry at night, not being able to concentrate at school because they haven't had breakfast. You know, sitting in class and not being able to concentrate, and so the impact um, are still with us um, and and continue through through people's lives. You know, so it's mm-hmm. not not just a sort of a theoretical thing. People every day face this reality and there are millions of them and, and we need to change it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, when we look at all the other social ills that are happening in the country, issues of violent crime and, you know, and um, child delinquency and, and, and all of those things, um, at the root cause is generally a problem like the inability to feed yourself, you mm-hmm. know, not, not having enough food to eat. Um, Ryan, are you aware of legislation or um, any governing act 
that prevents uh, food wastage, particularly in respect of uh, restaurants or food outlets where consumption, you know, is usually based on what you pay for. And supposing you can't eat to your full or you've ate through your full, there's still a lot left over. Uh, what happens in the in, in the food value chain thereafter? I mean, is the food discarded? Is it uh, shared with someone who needs it? I mean, at home, you could, you know, just give it to someone who really needs the food. But I mean, in a restaurant setup, uh, it might be a bit different. Could you walk us through that process? Yeah, so in the restaurant kitchen, there are various stages, you know. The restaurants have to be very efficient because they have people ordering food. So there's the, the food the, the food cutting stage, yeah, where, the, where the, there's someone who comes in and usually someone I think they call the sculler who does all the chopping and the, and, and the food prep on, on that side uh, in order to prepare for the chef to come in a bit later in, in, in the shift and, and start actually start preparing meals. Mm-hmm. Um, so food is waste in that cutting process. That is what they call pre-consumer uh, food waste. Mm-hmm. So um, it hasn't really been uh, it has been manipulated by by a human being, but not it hasn't been sort of mixed up with other things, and you know, no one has actually uh, touched that food in 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 a, in a sense. The consumer hasn't touched it yet. Mm-hmm. And then so there's food that ha- food waste that happens on that level, which which you, you can treat in a certain way, which can be used for or certain kinds of composting and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. And then you have post-consumer waste where um, people, obviously, at, at the end of the, the meal, someone comes and takes your plate away and obviously just scrapes everything in, in, into the bin, and that is what is called post-consumer waste. And um, that waste is obviously um, mixed up, with a lot of different things mixed up. You know, someone has put salad dressing on their, on their salad and, you know, mixed things up. And, and so there's certain ways of treating that that can't be pursued. So, for example, if you were giving it to, using a certain biological intervention like, um, like uh, earthworms, mm-hmm. the, the oil um, that's put on salad, you, you can't really give it to earthworms. You'd have to rinse that, that, that salad again and, and all those kinds of things. Right. Um, yeah, so there are various ways of dealing with different kinds of food waste. I mean, food waste sometimes from the supermarket often is packaged in, in plastic. Mm-hmm. So when it gets dumped in the bin, it gets dumped in with all the plastic and the styrofoam packaging and, and everything, and including the, 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 the old food. And so when that goes to a, a waste recycling plant, there someone has to unpack that, that take, take out that plastic from the, the plastic waste if you're going to treat the food waste. You mm-hmm. know? And right. it creates another step in, 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 the, in the cycle. There's a cost to that and, and all of those things. So, right. Yeah. So those would be active measures that people can do, but there isn't governing legislation uh, in order to ensure and enforce that restaurants and outlets do actually do those things to prevent food wastage, right? Just to no, confirm. No, there, there, there's, there's, not, there's not enforceable legislation at this point, which is why most people don't, um, or most restaurant establishments or food establishments just throw every, everything away. Generally, and there are very few services, sort of private services, that you can actually um, hire that will come and collect your food waste. Uh, you know, so the idea would be then that you separate your food waste from all the other kinds of waste, and that you have a service that you pay for that comes and collects it. So most people are like, well, I've already, I'm already paying my municipal waste collection rate, so mm-hmm. why should I pay an extra amount to get someone else to come and take it? Mm-hmm. I'll just throw everything in, in the general waste and, and you know, um, the, 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 the dirt truck will come and fetch it, mm-hmm. you know. So, so the, the idea would be that we have to separate at source 
we have to, as I think there have been attempts made, you know, different colored bins, glass, plastic, you know, organic waste, all of those kind of things. The city has a, has a, has a campaign uh, to deliver uh, compost bins for free to households. So mm. the, in the Western Cape, you can go to the City of Cape Town website and there's a, a page, just Google it. The council says you can, you can collect your free compost bin. So people should be doing that on the household level. On the restaurant level, it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much waste produced. I mean, I, 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 part of the, the, the motivation for this, this, this um, campaign that I, I embarked in was just going to restaurants in one little neighborhood of mine mm-hmm. and ask, speaking to the proprietors and asking, what are you, how much food waste are you producing, you know? Right. And surprisingly, I mean, in, a restaurant will produce, a restaurant kitchen that, that's not even a, a busy restaurant will produce up to um, 100, 100 kilos a, a day, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that and that is stuff that just gets dumped, gets put in the, in the landfill, ends up in the landfill where it creates methane, which is a, a greenhouse warming gas, which is 21 times stronger than, than carbon dioxide, sure. you know, so mm-hmm. people talk about climate change and global warming and, and not seeing the, the impact that their food waste is having. In that regard, you know, we, we really need to start waking up and, and, and becoming more conscious and finding solutions because I think that is also an issue. We, yes, we know the problems, is the problem that's not getting better, mm-hmm. but there are solutions out there and we are not pursuing them to the scale that we should be, to the extent that we should be. Absolutely. Most definitely. And Essentia, just uh, drawing back to yeah. you, um, with regards to the impact of food wastage, uh, you know, particularly on the environment, I mean, landfills being overfilled, but in general, between perishables, non-perishables, compostables, if that's a word even, um, and non-compostables, you know, being discarded in our environment particularly, I'm sure the WWF would be drawing statistics and uh, uh, lessons from, you know, the impact that food waste has on our environment. What would you say would be the highlight of these? Um, uh, you know, food waste has such a huge impact on the on the environment. Um, you know, when waste gets uh, to, to landfill sites, they generate they decompose and then they generate methane gas, which uh, causes greenhouse which releases greenhouse gases, causing global warming and climate change mm-hmm. so this is something that um, south africa strongly i mean wwf is you know strongly working you know try to to try to address um this issue mm-hmm. and it, it does not only impact on only on the environment but also on the economy as well because mm-hmm. as my as, as my colleague uh, mentioned earlier, that when food gets wasted, it's not only that item that gets wasted, but there's water. You know, we South Africa is already a, a water scarce country, and if we are that water that was used to produce those food is also being being wasted. Mm-hmm. There's also electricity, which also impacts on the environment. The seeds and fertilizers that were used. So there's a lot of. Um, um, products that we use to produce a certain item. So if it gets wasted, all that gets wasted as well. Mm. And then if I can also add on to the add my my, my, my point mm-hmm. to, to the question that you asked uh, to write, um, Ryan earlier sure. about legislation governing a food redistribution in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Other countries have what we call the Good Samaritan Law, 
which sort of limits liability of, of, of food donations. So it makes it easier for businesses to donate their food because of the issues regarding liability. Mm-hmm. So in South Africa, if you donate, then what? If, if something happens, or if somebody, if people get sick or people die from, for example, for, for from what you donate, then you become re- responsible. But what the food, um, the, what the Good Samaritan law means is that if you are donating in good faith, mm-hmm. and then you you will not be liable if anything occurs. Okay. But, but that is only if you are donating in good faith. Mm-hmm. You know that that food is still good for consumption. You know that that food will be beneficial to 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 to, to, to those you are donating to. Then the liability will be limited. So in South Africa, if something happens, and then liability will be checked, you know, throughout the value chain, and no one wants. Ability. Absolutely. Well, um, in essential, any concluding remarks with regards to uh, food wastage from your end? So, from my side, I think we, what I can say is that we need to look at how we are personally contributing to this problem and then find easy to do solutions. So, I believe that many small actions can create a big impact and reduce the amount of waste that ends up in, in that, that ends up going to, 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 that ends up getting wasted and, and landing in. Um, mental sites. Mm-hmm. So I think what we can do as, as consumers before through, you can fo- consider the following you can look at the container of the food or the packaging. If it's still intact, if it's not broken then chances are that food is still good for consumption. You can also look at the content of the food. If it still smells good, chances are it, it, it can still be good for consumption. If there are no signs of discoloration, if the texture is still the same, if, if you don't see any visible bacteria growing, chances are it, it, it can still be good for consumption. And also you can taste and smell the food before you decide that, before you write it off. So I feel like small actions and we as consumers have, are, are in touch, are in control, and we can make a difference. Small little impacts can make a big difference. Absolutely. In Essentia Mudau, um, you know, project coordinator at WWF South Africa, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's an absolute pleasure. Well, Ryan, any concluding remarks on your end? Yes, I just want to say that um, there's, you know, there is a problem. It's a big problem. It's not going away. It's in fact, it's getting worse. But it's not to become despondent about it. It's actually to enormous opportunity in it um, in, in these social problems and, you know there's, there's the fact that government is putting this legislation uh, in order to bring down our, the degree of for people to um, you know come up with a service you know come up with a, uh, something that an invention or a service that actually deals with the problem um, you know South Africa has, has a huge problem with unemployment and and all these things, and so you know, we can be creating jobs from all the social social problems that we face, and so this is one of them. And so people need to, uh, you know, instead of uh, watch YouTube, just go deal with food waste on you know on your household list, or you know, come up with a business idea that actually deals with um, restaurant owners that are going to need this kind of service, you know, or increasingly need the service as time goes by. And um, actually, you know, the, the, the gold in the world that we, that we throw away. Mm-hmm. That's so much 
Well, uh, perfect. Thank you so much, uh, Ryan Fortune, um, you know, for your contribution this morning. We really do appreciate it. Go well. Okay, so that was uh, Ryan Fortune, the, the Executive Director of Rainbow Warriors International, and uh, both of them chatting to us uh, uh, this morning with regards to wastage. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. Sunday Live. 1.3 FM Stereo Sunday Live